Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 518. It makes doing what you love a lot easier when you're doing it from 5 in the morning to 9, 10 at night. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Alex Manos. Alex, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm, I'm literally buckled up and ready for an extremely fun ride. <laughs> okay, great. I'll let our listeners know that Alex is talking to me from his car. He's been out looking at cars today, heading back to uh, Beverly Hills Car Club. So uh, we'll see how we do with our connection, but we'll have a little bit of fun. Alex Manos is the president at Beverly Hills Car Club. He and his talented team buy and sell classic automobiles for collectors and investors worldwide. They also repair, maintain, and restore vehicles to ensure that their cars that they offer are the best they can possibly be. At any given time, there are over 100 automobile marks available from British, German, Italian to American and more. You'll find modern supercars to unique classics at Beverly Hills Car Club. Alex, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your business and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Yeah, I'm, you know, I've uh, started this as a hobby, as a, you know, as a classic car hobby, and you know, bought my first classic car, and uh, literally as a hobby, and then just you know spiraled into a exciting and fun business. And we, you know, the cool thing about Beverly Hills Car Club is we sell cars. For example, we recently had a you know a Porsche 924 that we were selling for nine hundred and fifty dollars. Then we also had a Mercedes Gullwing, which was over a million dollars at the same time. So I think it's rare that you can find a place that has you know both spectrums. There are a lot of classic car dealerships, or, or you know, even if you're buying late model stuff or any kind of car, usually it's really you know it's either really expensive. It's mid-range. It's really low. You know, there's not really, it's not like everything in one under one roof. Right. So, the great thing we have is that we have cars that need to be restored. We have cars that are restored. We have cars that need work. You know, we have inexpensive cars that their fathers and their son can buy and, and you know get into the you know the you know the classic car world as a, as a hobby and, and start inexpensively and and see if it's something they really want to be in, which is which you know is. is fun for me because it allows such a broader range of people to come in 
and have interest yeah. as opposed to just the higher echelons of people in the world. Absolutely. You know, that's what I found very interesting about your website. I was scrolling through all the cars you had, and you're right. I came across some very high-end, you know, Concorde-ready type cars, and then I saw this little blue Porsche with the doors off and sitting down on its axles and all rusting away, and I kind of scratched my head, and I went, now, this is very interesting. There's something for everybody at Beverly Hills. So When I bought that car, I bought it in New York. I mean, you know, we buy cars in any condition. Mm -hmm. And when I bought that car, it was a whole car. However, three trucks went to go pick it up. They could not get the car picked up. So, my, you know, my transport coordinator kept saying to me, what do you want to do, Alex? I said, look, do whatever it takes to get that car picked up. So the car's getting unloaded here. The bill was like three times more than it was supposed to be. And I, I, I started seeing this car being unloaded in pieces. Oh, no. Like they're unloading the car in pieces. Yeah. The problem was is that this car had been put behind the house before they planted trees, and it would been, it had been parked there for 20-plus years. Oh, so to get it out of there, they had to cut this car into pieces to get it on the truck. <laughs> so oh, it was gosh. actually a big loss for me you know, financially, but I've got a lot of interesting people have wanted to buy the car. Like a friend of mine actually wanted to buy it to just make a cool decoration out of it. You know, it's a Porsche 912. Yeah, it's everything's there. It's just you know it's in shambles. Yeah, but it would it would really make a cool decoration, or you know, or, or you could rebuild a car, you know, with with you know like a parts car. Yeah, we're trying. You know, <laughs> we have we have an array of cars. You do have an array of cars. That's a very interesting interesting story. Thanks for adding another element to it because I I was scratching my head, kind of going, hmm, this is an interesting one. Well, as we continue on your journey, Alex, and learn more about you, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars, yeah? So, Alex, take the wheel. I guess you already have the wheel I'm, in your hand. <laughs> I, I, I'm not driving. No, no. In uh, in uh, Los Angeles, you can't drive and talk. But I have I have always have a wheel in my hand literally every day because, you know, we're, we're out buying cars on a, on a daily basis. Sure. You know, I think an inspirational quote from me would be, if you do anything, you know, in, in life that you love, if you've ever eaten at a nice restaurant that – you know, the chef really loves what he does. And, you know, you can taste it in the food. It comes across in the food. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily a quote. It's more of if you follow or do something that you're passionate about, it's going to be successful and do well depending on what it is. You know, I mean, if, if you're in the stocks business and, and you're really passionate about, I don't know how you would be, but if you're really passionate about, you know, stock trading, yeah. then I'm sure you would you'd be successful. Yes. You know, if you're you're an artist and you're really passionate about being an artist, then you know, you're going to make some amazing art. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's kind of what you do, what you love. And, and then it really comes across in, in what you do. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Now, would you go back in time a little bit and share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? There's a great video on your website that I enjoyed watching. I actually watched it a couple times and I'll make sure there's a link to it on your show notes page here at Cars Yeah. But is there a pivotal moment in your life when you look back that you really realized you were a car guy? I've always had a fond love for classic cars and not necessarily just classic cars, but the art and how they look. And, you know, growing up, my father had a Jaguar E-Type, you know, an XKE. That was a roadster. And, uh, you know, I would go on uh, drives with him and it kind of just spiraled from there. You know, <laughs> just a passion and love for them and just seeing that, you know, that they look, you know, a classic car, the lines on the body and the, the way they look, to me, they're like a piece of art. Mm -hmm. So, 
whether I'm driving one or, or, or looking at one, for me, I mean, it, it just does so much. I mean, I, literally, I would have one in my living room if I could. <laughs> well, I know some people that have cars in their living room, so it's possible. Part of that has to do with your spouse and whether that person uh, really <laughs> wants a car to be there. I had a motorcycle in my entryway for a while, so uh, I have a very understanding spouse. So uh, good luck with that. But the great story, I love that riding in the XKE with your dad. must have been fantastic. My father had an MGTC when I was little. Driving around in that car was pretty special. I would love to take a look at some of the roads you've driven down, Alex, and talk about a huge challenge or a big failure that you faced along the way in your career. But the most important part of this, how did you get over it and what did it teach you? You know, it's funny you ask that because it kind of relates back to this car, the Porsche that you you saw on my website. Mm -hmm. There's another story similar to this. And a, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, he went to USC and we talked years ago and you know, he majored in business and we all, you know, it's, it's obvious, but you know, the bigger the risk you take, the bigger the reward. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not willing to take risk, then, you know, you're not really going to benefit anything. And, you know, the, the more willing you are to take a, the, the larger risk, the greater you'll do and the greater you'll lose. And a gentleman, you know, I spoke to over the phone. He actually, this is hilarious. He actually had a Jaguar XKE and it was a roadster also. It was a 69, and, you know, we spoke on the phone, and, you know, he sent me photos of the car, and the car looked fantastic, and he told me it was fully restored, and but he hadn't seen the car in five years. Hmm. So, you know, and he, he didn't, you know, now, you know, people email you photos when you're going to look at a car or, or oh, an apartment yeah. or art or anything. They'll email it to you. Yeah. These were good old-fashioned mail photos, and, you know, I opened up the mail, and the car looked fantastic, and I'm looking at pictures of a car, you know, physical pictures in my Actual hand. prints, yeah. And yeah, you know, I mean, the, the good old-fashioned way. And <laughs> which is awesome. You're buying a classic car. You're doing it the old-fashioned way. It's awesome. And it's exciting. And the man I was buying the car from was so genuine and so, you know, not, it was a really nice man. And uh, I made a deal with him. And I, I bought the car, I think it was 38000 at the time. I think it was about 38000 Okay. Uh, it was a lo- really a lot of money for me, and it was it was it was scary buying the car based on these photos that he had taken over five years ago. And uh, no, no, excuse me, he had taken years ago, but he hadn't seen the car in five years. It had been at a body shop, and he was doing a little bit of work to it. And you know that was kind of where it was, and I kind of trusted in him to buy the car with what he had sent me without flying there and looking at it. I kind of trusted in him, and that that goes in a kind of a a fork in the road, you know, kind of, <laughs> yes. you kind of really should look at every car you buy, yeah. you know, because you, you won't really want to see and feel what you're touching to know what it is, to know what you're getting. Sure. Unless you're willing to take, take a big loss. Yeah. And that's what I think I, I learned here was that, you know, I bought this car from him. I was really excited. And then again, the same scenario went, except it wasn't a Porsche 912 that I'm now asking three grand for, you know, the, yeah. uh, I, you know, I lost money on this, that car also, it wasn't much of a loss, but this was a, in a very expensive car, and we sent like five trucks to get this car picked up from the body shop, and they couldn't get it, and eventually the same thing happened. This car pulled up at the dealership, and uh, they opened the back of the bed, and they said, okay, grab the car, and I, I look, and I saw a bunch of boxes, and I'm like, what, well, grab the car? What are you guys talking about? Maybe it's up above. I don't see anything up above. Yeah, you know, where's the car? Transports, transports have two levels, in, you know, enclosed. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe it's up top. And then I saw a bonnet, which is a hood for an, you know, an XKE against, against the wall of the, uh, the trailer. Uh-oh. And the enclosed, the enclosed transport. And this car had been taken all apart 
into a thousand pieces. Oh no! And it was a nightmare. It was a night. I mean, it was it was a, a crucial time for me when it really like to take a loss like that was so severe yeah. that it took me so much after that courage to buy a car. Even looking at a car, you know, it really affects your oh yeah your, confidence. your trust. Well, you're trusting people. A hundred percent. You know, yeah. it's like if you're a single guy and you know you you go up to three girls and they all tell you, "Hey, man, get out of here! I don't want to give you my phone number. Who are you?" You know, you're not going to be so excited to talk to the fourth one. <laughs> Probably not. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I ended up taking a thirty thousand dollar loss on that car. Oh and, my uh, god! I think I was I think I was lucky. I was lucky to even be able to get eight thousand back. I mean, it was literally parts. Oh my god! And and when you when you're getting parts like that, there's always so many things missing. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. Uh, of course. You know that that was that was a, a pivotal you know point for me in, in classic car buying. Oh, you know, there's probably some listeners out there that have been through something like this. Now that's a pretty drastic one. I've heard of some pretty bad stories of cars bought on eBay or the internet, and when they show up, you kind of go, "Wait a minute, is this the same one that was in the pictures?" Because something doesn't look right here. But oh my gosh, that's that's horrific. That's terrible. I, I'm almost afraid to ask, wh- what was the conversation like when you called the guy back and said, what the? When I buy cars, I tell people, the only time you're going to hear back from me again is when you call me. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like, to, you know, when I shake somebody's hand, I, I kind of take it for what it is and I just move forward. Yeah. So I didn't even call the man back. Not that I wouldn't or, or didn't want to. It's just, what are we going to do now? Yeah, you know, you're kind like, of stuck. So you know, it's not a comment. It's not some. It's not someone I want to hear their their voice, anyways. No. After you know, <laughs> after you kind of got the short end of the stick. Oh gosh, yeah, big a big short there. More like a, more 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 like a toothpick, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, definitely. Oh well, let's go to a, something a little better here. Shift gears a little bit, and I'd love for you to talk about a career aha moment. I like to say it's a time when. A new idea comes to light and you go, ah, you know, this is the direction I should take with my business, my career, whatever. Tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. I guess my aha moment was, you know, I bought, a, I bought my first classic car as a hobby. And everywhere I drove the car, somebody wanted to buy it for me. Mm-hmm. Celebrities and all, all types of different people. I ended up selling that car. And I bought another car after I sold that car, a convertible, a uh you won a 19, a 1961 Lincoln Continental convertible. Mm-hmm. And I spent about a year, restore, about 10 months restoring it. And the day that I picked that car up from the final tune-up for the brakes and, and tune-up on the engine and just everything, getting it all dialed in, and I was driving it down Sunset, uh, someone pulled up next to me and asked me how much do I want for the car. <laughs> and I didn't want to sell the car. I'd literally been driving the car for 30 minutes. Yeah. And I got an offer I couldn't say no to. And it was that, that was my aha moment. And you know what? This is something I love to do. This could economically make sense. Yeah. And I, this is what I'm going to get into. Ah, okay. Very cool. I like that. Wonderful aha moment for sure. When you, you think, okay, I've just spent all this money. Yeah, it's kind of nice, but I just spent a lot of dough. And then all of a sudden, wait a minute. I can make a little bit of a profit here. So I could be buying and selling all sorts of cool cars. So. <laughs> well, the, the cool thing is you get you and you get all your money back that you've invested. You know, it's, it's, yeah. uh, and it's a nice so. feeling. Yeah, it is. of course. That's what business is all about. Now, how about your proudest career moment? I would assume you've had many, but is there one in particular that stands out for you? One of my favorite cars is a Mercedes Goldwing. And that's always been a, you know, one of my favorite cars. Mm-hmm. And I bought a Mercedes Goldwing uh, about five years ago. And it had the same owner since 1961. Wow. And it just, it just 
was such a such an amazing feeling. Just I, I remember the day like t- today, just getting the car loaded onto the flatbed, and and I'm, I'm, you know it, that was just such a such a great feeling. It's always wanting wanting to to just be around one yeah. if you're a kid, and then buying one. It just it was really really a nice moment. Yeah, absolutely. Now, did you keep the car for a long time, or did somebody uh, spot you near or close to the time you bought it? And you ended up selling it. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I, I refuse to sell that car. Okay, you still have it today? I still have it, yeah. Awesome, good for you. Wonderful. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here. Maybe you just answered this question. What was your first really special car? Was it that Gullwing? Yeah, that was that was the real one. That, that Yeah, that was, that was the one for sure. That, that was the one. Yeah, well, it's pretty special you still have it, especially since you buy and sell cars. That must be very difficult to hang on to that because I'm sure, especially the way those have appreciated in the last two, three, four years, there's a, a nice little profit to be made there. But uh, I understand once that, you let it go, sure. that's for sure. Once you let it go, how do you replace it? So, and, I, and I've bought and sold others over the years, but this one is just a special one because it's it's all original and it's my first one, and it just it means a lot to me that car. Yeah, fantastic. Now, taking aside all the cars you've planned on selling, is there one car that you owned at one point that you let go? that you wish you could have back. And I want to preface this that not because it's worth money, because we're in a kind of a a heightened uh, bubble right now for valuations of collector cars, but something that was just emotional that you kind of think back and go, oh, I should have never sold that. That was was about uh, half an hour before this phone call. Uh Uh-oh. And it wasn't, I mean, you know, even as a dealer, you get get remorse on selling it. I bought a 1979 Ferrari 308 GTS yesterday. Uh Uh-huh. And... I sold it today. I, I kind of wholesaled it, and I sold it today. And it wasn't such, you know, to elaborate more on your question, it's not such, you know, because I have those moments all the time. It's not so. It's not because of the the loss, or or should I, have, you know, should I have done that? And sometimes it just, you know, was that the right decision to be made? Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of cars, like you said, the heightened market that I wish I hadn't have sold. Of course, there's tons. I mean, there's plenty of Ferraris that I bought and sold for seventy, eighty thousand that are now three hundred thousand. Yeah, and those have been bought and sold, but you can't, you can't, you can't base it based upon what you sold it for. The right. day you bought it and sold it, you know, what did you do with that money and where did it go? You know, you probably did, you hopefully invested in something good after that point, right. which did something else for you that was good. So, but literally, I literally, I was at the bank before I made this call and I had a little bit of seller's remorse on selling that Ferrari. It was fly yellow and um, I, I probably took a little bit less than I should have, but you just let it go. You know, you just, it is what it is. You know, you can't, I, in the car business, you can't get too attached. But yeah. When you're, when you're passionate about the, like this going, I told you about, I literally keep it covered up because I don't want to get that offer that someone's going to be say, Hey, I'll give you this. It's hard. I mean, it's yeah. hard. Yeah, absolutely. No, please don't sell it. Hang on to that one, Alex. Now, how about current projects? What are you doing these days right now with your business that really has you excited and fired up? Are there some new things on the horizon that you're looking at? Oh yeah, we've been doing a huge expansion since uh, the beginning of the year. Well, it's been it's been taking place for like the last eight months. However, it started like under construction since January, and it's you know we we were we were about a fifty thousand square foot indoors uh, facility, and we're about to take over you know a majority of the block, and we're going to be over a hundred thousand square feet. Oh my gosh! Under one roof. Wow. It's actually about twelve roofs, but it's all connected. Yeah. So so i we've been remodeling it and. And, you know, demoing walls and putting up, you know, just doing so much construction. I literally couldn't sleep for nights and nights of just excitement of just wanting to get it done. 
we all know I'm, you know, construction, you know, literally it's, it's one nail and one hammer hit at a time. You just got to kind of be patient and, and let it happen as it happens. Yeah. Well, congratulations for that. That's a huge expansion. When do you foresee uh, everything being completed? Well, the contractor told me yesterday three weeks, but he also said uh, two and a half months ago, three weeks. So I, I would realistically say five months from now. Yeah, never believe a contractor. <laughs> it's never. <laughs> it's, I've been through those things. I I uh, designed and restored an old building for the previous company I was with. And uh, oh my gosh, that was a huge undertaking and major, major amount of work. And uh, yeah, everything always takes twice as long and costs three times as much. So, But congratulations for that. It's an absolutely outstanding expansion to your company. Fantastic. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Alex. If you were a car, how would you be manifested into a car? What kind of car would Alex be? I would definitely be the fastest, not taking any breaks kind of car, because <laughs> okay. I def I definitely move real, real, real quick, and I, I you know I like to be I'm on, I'm an on the go kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So I mean to to relate back to your question, what car would I be, or or how would I be, or I would be I just as one of my favorite cars, I guess I'd be a, a Ferrari two seventy five GTB. Oh, now that's nice. <laughs> well, you're too young for that, though. You're a pretty young guy. Those, that's a pretty old car. But still, though, that, but that, but that, but I'm an old soul, and that car is, uh, is, uh, you know, fun and exciting, and yeah, and you, you know, creative. It's not just like, you know, it's not just like a, you know, a late model car that you see them on the road all the time. It's unique. Yeah. So, yeah. There, you, there go. you go. Nice answer. So, Alex, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's the fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers, and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit, with over 80,000 patterns available. And they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts, and RVs, exteriors from the elements, and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats, and much, much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout, CARSYEAH. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Alex, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick 
Blips of the Throttle Answers. So you ready? Yes. Okay. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I mean, do you know, do your, you know, whatever you're doing, if you're restoring a car, if you're buying a car, do your research, you know, do your homework. Absolutely. Very good advice. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Working hard. <laughs> I mean, that, there's no question. It's literally working, being, you know, be willing to really work hard. Yep, absolutely. I know you're a hardworking guy. It's taken me a while to get you on this show because you're so darn busy. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners you think they would enjoy? I like, you know, I like Hemings. I like, I like, uh, I like reading Hemings' blog. And how about a book? Is there a book that you've read recently that you think the Car Show listeners would enjoy reading as well? You know, I'm always reading new stuff about about different cars and, and makes and, and just trying to get more information. I mean, I don't think there's a wrong book you could, you know, read about in the in the car world. Listeners, I'll remind you, you can find links to all these resources at carsyad.com slash Alex Manos. Just type Alex in the search bar and his page will pop right up. All right, Alex, this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car i'm sorry i just said just one in your garage but don't worry about the price because money's no object i'll buy you whatever car in the world in fact i'm going to cut you a special deal today you can keep that going okay that one's off the record here this is some other car besides that going you can keep it tucked in the back don't tell any of my other past listeners though they're going to be or my guests they're going to be really upset i gave you that deal today what would that one vehicle be and more importantly why and for me i think it'd be a mercedes 280sl Ooh. And the reason it would be that car is, is it's a practical car. It's a car that, that I, you know, I, I like to drive them myself, and they're easy to get around, and they're fun. So That the, would be the car for me. The old Pagoda-style Mercedes. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So what year, what color, and do you want a manual or an automatic? I would uh, go with manual. Good. And I would uh, go with the 1971, the last year made. And I would, uh, what color I would do? I would do... Silver with red interior. Ah, I love it. One of my favorite combinations. Beautiful car. I love it. Those are great cars. A good friend of mine, a regular listener here, Bill, bought one last year. Shout out to Bill. A beautiful all-original car. It's kind of an ivory color with a dark blue interior. Gorgeous car that he found from one of my previous guests here on Cars. Yeah, that uh, buys and restores those things. So uh, very nice. Alec, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. We're literally going on a ride as you're in Los Angeles there in your vehicle. I want to thank you for sharing your stories and a little bit more about your business. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off down Highway 1 or the Coast Highway in that 1971 280 SL Mercedes? <laughs> you know, I guess my advice to anyone listening would be it makes doing what you love a lot easier when you're doing it from 5 in the morning to 9, 10 at night. You, you, whatever path or you choose to do, if you want to do well at it and work hard at it, then I would say choose something that you love and let your heart take you there and it will it will show in all like you know all sorts of ways yes in my opinion absolutely great advice and what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and learn more about beverly hills car club the best and fastest way would be to go to www.beverlyhillscarclub.com and you're located in los angeles so people can come by is your store open every day we're open six days a week Awesome. Great. So people can stop by, check out the inventory. But I would encourage our listeners to go online, check out Alex's website. You're going to find 
Just amazing, amazing variety of automobiles there. I warn you, you're going to be there a little while because there's a lot of eye candy to look at for sure. If you guys are going to visit us, you know, make sure you bring a blanket and a pillow because you're not going to want to leave either. <laughs> you heard it from Alex, a blanket and a pillow. I like that. I'll make sure next time I'm in L.A., I'll do just that. Alex, thanks again for taking a little time out of your extremely busy schedule to spend it with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. I'm very grateful. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Have a great one. You too. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!